0: have had part one of this conversation and what I realized is that I, you know, I, I am very familiar with your work. I've known you, I've been following you for years and I know okay. what you're capable of. So what I felt in my spirit was that I didn't get to be a fan. You know what I mean? I didn't oh, not get to be a fan of uh revive the cool, which I am. So I wanted to Thank just you. kind of touch on some of the work that you have done First and foremost, most importantly, I just saw the Uniqlo campaign that you did, yeah, and it's amazing. It looks dope. It's everything I expected, you you know, everything that I wasn't expecting. And first and foremost, the the Uniqlo, I love the Uniqlo brand, and Uh I pride myself on this Cause uh, Peanuts Snoopy plush doll that I have. (laughs) Like that only <laughs> I carry that thing around and prop it up like I spent, like, a $1,000 on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's one of my favorite pieces, you know, outside of all the other really cool staple pieces that they offer. But I just yeah. want to know, like, how did that come about? You know what I mean? How do you even get invited into those doors? It's such a big brand. It is overseas. Yeah, yeah. They're based.
1: Uh, they're from Japan. So that's where they're, uh, like, a lot of their operations are run. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting in that door, I think it's just all i'm not sure if i mentioned it before but all connections and mm. meeting people and talking and you know you never know what's going to come out of that and throwing ideas around so mm. the person that made this happen was slavia she was my friend in atlanta at scad she was a model at that time mm-hmm. and i was the fashion photographer for scad's fashion department nice. so she used to model a lot for you know other people's lookbooks and editorials and campaigns and stuff so You know, we actually weren't even close then Mm -hmm. while I was in school, but we just, like, sort of said hi and bye. Everybody was doing their own thing. But eventually, she graduated and moved to New York, and I was here, and we connected. Mm -hmm. And she just happened to get a job at Uniqlo. So she's, like, one of the marketing people over there.
0: Okay, nice.
1: And, you know, we met up about it and just chatted about, you know, what it's like to live in New York and our goals and ambitions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you know, she started handing me some work to do, you know, like, you know, little things here and there. And, you know, this was one of the things that, again, I took sort of took matters into my own hands because they were launching an app called Style Hints, And Style they just hits. needed photos for it. Yeah, it's called Style Hint. Okay. So it's sort of like a visual search engine. So let's okay, say you do, take a picture of what you're wearing mm-hmm. and you upload it on there. And you can also find out what styles that Uniqlo has that are similar to wow, that's you know, what you're wearing. So it was like a new avenue for them to sort of explore and branch out. Mm-hmm. So for that, I took personal initiative in that realm where I was doing more videos. So I was like, hey, is it cool if we did some videos for this? And they were like, of course. So I think the most important lesson from there is just showing value right. um, wow. and also going the extra mile. And, you know, adding some more into whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and like making sure that it is, you know, it's a mutual benefit. So that's sort of how that happened. And, you know, for that to open more doors into the future of them wanting more video work. Right. And the response for that was pretty awesome. I mean, until this, you know, situation that we're in. So that's sort of this is how everything happened.
0: That's insane. And it is, it is a lot of connections because even just the work that I've gotten has all been from, or even the places that I've been in has come from somebody that I know or that I've worked with, you know, that just passed that word along and them even seeing my work ethic, you know what I mean? I just kind of alley-oop. So shout out to...
1: Flavia, yeah, yeah. Flavia Gutierrez. Yeah. I think she's in Argentina right now with her family, but I actually just talked to her yesterday. He's he's a really good friend and Mm -hmm. really good uh, marketing person too.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, and that's—I mean—that's just one of the brands. I mean, you have worked with, you know, Nike, L Magazine, Rag and Bone, um, Height Beast, which is like out of here, Bape, you know, Marvel, Black Panther, like you know what I'm saying. Is this all connections? Is this—is anybody personally reaching out, or is it just really those six degrees, just you know, aligning at the perfect time?
1: I would say it's partially through work and connections, man. It's constantly putting new work out there mm-hmm. and also aligning with people like for the Marvel thing after I shot Jadena's album cover mm-hmm. in there Atlanta goes. and mm-hmm. this was before I was moving to New York um, you know I just connected with the creative directors and art directors of, of that job and they were in New York and I told them I was moving so they were like okay yeah you know let us know when you're in town mm-hmm. so around that time Black Panther was coming out and they wanted to do the New York premiere. So whatever agency they were working with, mm-hmm. you know, contacted um me. They were working actually with a with a videographer and the videographer needed some help. So we touched base and then from there, you know, we just worked on a project. So it was with Ghetto Gastro, who's like a culinary like studio in New York. Right. So, you know, they just again, like I think everything that I tend to do I like to go the extra mile with it because what they were paying me to do wasn't something that I actually did so they were paying me to document the process of these people you know coming up with the dishes of Wakanda mm-hmm. so I was like cool that's easy to do for me I'm just like following these chefs around and you know they are buying stuff and you're cooking and I'm mm-hmm. just a fly on the wall mm-hmm. but what I like to do is portrait photography and fashion photography so then I asked these four gentlemen as part of me doing this, it's not really what I do, but can we extend a portrait? So Mm that's something I can put in my portfolio as well. And they were absolutely down for it. So I took portraits of all the chefs and, Actually, the founder ended up using it at one of his TED talks. So that was another, uh, that was another like really cool highlight that I enjoyed from that. Um, right. So it's just like going the extra mile. Like whatever job you're not always going to get the jobs that you want, oh, exactly. but if you're able to leverage, you know, what you're doing with what you want to do, then um, you're able to at least have something for yourself. Because like now I have that in my portfolio and I'm able to show that. But I also have portraits of these, you know, four individuals who are killing it in the culinary game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we have like a mutual benefit from it because you're using the portraits and I'm able to show my skill sets as well.
0: Right, absolutely. And you do a lot of portrait work. And I see you have gotten a lot of these top models, a lot of entertainers to revive the cool. Can you explain what that is? The deuces over the eye, like how did that come about? It came
1: about, I remember I was shooting this model in New York while I was interning. And I always admire brands like ID and, you know, magazines or, you know, just people that have a specific branding. So, you know, it's like Coca-Cola is like happiness and, you know, um, Nike is just do it and ID is just a wink. So I wanted Provide the Cool to have something that would be very distinct and that if you saw it, you'd know, you know, who worked on this. So it happened by happenstance, like a little happy accident. Mm -hmm. So then I decided to capitalize on that And make it a thing So then everybody that I kept shooting I asked them to do that So I was a little scared at first Because when you're shooting celebrities It's like, oh, Mm you know, we got the photo and then you're like, Hey, can you put the piece sign by your eye? And they're like, you know, what the fuck is this? Like, what if I, (laughs) I don't like it.
0: Right. But eventually, um, let me, let me pause right there real quick. So how is that? Like, how did, when you say that, have you gotten a weird reaction from it or has it been like an awkward situation or what's been the reception?
1: It always is though. It it really (laughs) always is. Some people are like, Oh, I know that I was hoping we'll do that today. And some people are like, uh, what is that <laughs> exactly so then i have to explain to them it's just sort of like a branding thing mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like an archive that i wanted to create so let's say like five or ten years down the line be able to have a book or be able to have a show that showcases all of these like individuals that i have photographed over the years of have gotten to working with you know sort of doing that and the meaning behind that peace sign especially runs deep especially back to world war ii mm-hmm. when the allies won the war the British Prime Minister at that time just threw the peace sign up as a sign of victory. Wow. You know, because it looks like a V. Yeah. So I did some research into that and I was like, okay, how do I brand this to myself? Because, like, everybody throws the peace sign up all the time. So yeah. I was like, okay, to make it unique, unique to myself, you know, it's very specific. You have to have the peace sign and then put it by your eye and then afterwards you can do whatever the hell you want to do um, <laughs> with your personality right. at that point. And it's also, like, I use that as a way to document people who are following their dreams and are, mm. you know, taking chances that other people necessarily won't. So that's what them reviving the cool men means in that sense.
0: That's so awesome. I mean, Thank you've, you you've and I I'm just going to rattle off some names here, but I mean, we've got Summer Walker, we've got Cardi B, you know, we've got first of all, we've got Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. We're going to give that a moment of silence. We got Oprah, the Oprah, yeah, that reviving was the cool. Hard.
1: <laughs> that was hard. Um, Man, but again, it, was, so it was by happenstance. So I have a friend who is engaged to one of Oprah's daughters. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm pretty sure they want to yeah. stay anonymous.
0: <laughs> For sure. Um,
1: so <laughs> we had a dinner, and he was there, and I was freaking out. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's like we're at dinner, and Oprah's across for me, you know. And so we just started talking, and she asked what I did. I told her what it was, and she's like, "What's the company name?" And I told her Revive the Cool. When she was like, "Oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. that's really cool." And then throughout the whole you know dinner session, she kept calling me to revive the Cool.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: <laughs> Which I was like, okay, boom. If Oprah <laughs> likes it, then <laughs> you know it's done. It's something You're solidified,
0: good. right? <laughs>
1: exactly. So after the dinner, we were just having like photo ops, everybody was taking photos, and obviously they wanted me to take the pictures of everyone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which always happens when you're a photographer, all <laughs> your friends are like, hey, let him take the yeah, photo. get
0: them angles um, right.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, and she knows her angles, by the way. She knows exactly oh. how you should take a photo of her, so she doesn't play around. So I asked her to do that, and she was like, okay, what does this mean? And, you know, I sort of described it. She's like, okay, I like it. So she did it, and we took the photo, and the rest is history.
0: All right, let's pay some bills. Now check this out. I know firsthand that starting a small business is tough. Just finding the time to work on it can be a struggle between full and part-time jobs, spending time with the family, taking care of home. It can all start to feel like you have nowhere to zone out and really lock in on growing your business. Room to work may be just what you need. It's the only place in Atlanta where you can work, meet, store your inventory, and record your podcast under one roof. There are no high membership fees, and you get to customize the plan and price that you want. Yes, you can afford a workspace that you love. On top of that, you can use my code ICONISH to get free time in their top quality podcast studio, co-working space, meeting room, warehouse, whatever. Visit them online right now. Room, the two, work.com. Schedule your tour today. Don't forget my code ICONISH and tell them I sent you. You shot an artist, like you said before, uh, Jadenia, Cardi B, you know, black drum little yachty you know you've done work with dapper dan how is it working with those people and a second part to that i want to ask who was your favorite person to work with and who did you have the most challenges working with
1: oh okay now that's <laughs> this is a trap <laughs> ah,
0: watch it carefully. Uh, Where's the yeah
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll thread it i'll thread it carefully um <laughs> I mean, I would say navigating those situations. Mm. I think always just treat people like human beings, you know. Mm, just treat sure. them like how you'd want to be treated. For sure. And not, you know, be overly too... Don't try to treat them like you're kings or like they are better than you, right. you know, in yeah. any way. Of course, just be very considerate mm-hmm. of your time because those people don't have a lot of time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
1: being very considerate, making sure that you're prepped prepared for all of those situations and having backup plans ask them you know like if they don't like this pose how am I gonna do this if right. you know they don't like this how, how is that gonna happen so I just try to do that and I try to stay out of their way as much as possible right. um if they seem to be engaging and you know want to like know more mm-hmm. then I engage but if not then you know we just do the work but i always just try to get to know them as a person without being like a fanboy
0: right right right. for sure same here all
1: the time it's like oh you know like i like this i like that i like that cool but you know we're gonna try and do something different Mm -hmm. today and you know it might feel weird you might not like it Mm -hmm. and if not just let me know you know we'll walk around it if you can give me a certain you know leeway to try a couple of things here and there Mm -hmm. um and usually they're like cool let's try something if you're not liking something and just switch it you know nothing big there i'd say that one of the biggest challenges was cardi B, just because i mean she's, she's a, a such machine, a cool really. person yeah
0: machine, Yeah, though, she really is
1: corporation yeah exactly so mm-hmm. she comes with you know a lot of people on set and the image is very controlled around her mm-hmm. so i think we just had some miscommunication in terms of creative mm-hmm. and you know what she was going to be doing on set and when she showed up it wasn't what she was expecting so wow. It was just like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, meanwhile, we've been prepping, like, for five hours. Yeah. So, so we h- had to, like, take an hour or two and just completely change the entire set that we built to sort of fit the vision that she had. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're going to get thrown curveballs, but you just have to work with it. Right. And, you know, not be complacent and, you know, like, not take it for granted. So that was, like, one of the tough situations we had to navigate as far as like favorite person uh i don't know i gotta Hmm. look through my instagram and see because some people are very shy you know like summer is is pretty shy Mm -hmm. ferrari is pretty open black is just like hey because i i worked with Black before (laughs) the thing so i knew him you know when we were riding around trying to get like album artwork done and like you know just gonna get wings and just like regular shit you know Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure so he just he just has me creative vision whenever I'm working with him mm-hmm. so he came to New York and I shot him for paper magazine and he was I was like, "Hey, man, like what are we gonna do?" He's like, "Tell me what to do, and I'm gonna do it yeah. so he's like one of those people I think I, I enjoy that. working with a lot also jadena mm-hmm. I enjoy working with I enjoyed working with as well. Let me see. See this Instagram, because I forget mm-hmm. sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah, and definitely while we're doing that, please, if y'all are listening, you know, it'll definitely be worth your time. We are at Revive the Cool. R-E-V-I-V-E-T-H-E-C-O-O-L.
1: Yeah, I'd say Cardi was pretty cool, too, after we got everything straight.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: pretty funny shooting her. Um Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's just such a personality Yeah. that, you know, it comes off on set. I would say who else who else let me see everybody else has been cool like uh let was cool his his shoe was like really really quick and he's one of those dudes that's like really uh an entertainer Mm -hmm. and he gets into character so i was actually working with my homie mike he's the head photographer at highbeats and i usually work with him a lot of times so Mm -hmm. we went to uh what is it is it bird goodman or something Mm -hmm. um early morning and you know we just told him what we were doing and we didn't have a lot of time So he just quickly got into character you know just like just started giving us a whole lot and you know right afterwards i just asked him to do that pose and he did it so
0: dope super dope uh one of them that i'm looking at right now is this gucci dapper dan collection First of all, the whole Gucci, you know, Gucci and and African-American situation went totally left uh, last year a little bit. But for Dan, you know, who is, of course, a legend and icon in, in our community, our culture, you know, stepped up. And I'm not sure if this is exactly the one, but it looks like this was 2018. So. Not sure if the Gucci was last year, twenty eighteen, but anyway, anywho, <laughs> Dapper Dan is is an icon. You know what I mean? How was that yeah. working with him? And then was there Gucci reps there that are art directors or creative people that you could collaborate with?
1: Yeah, so I didn't get to meet Dapper on the on the shoot day, but mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of representatives from Gucci. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey was shooting that and i was um basically lighting designing and lighting directing that shoot and Uh, that's
0: the the most perfect thing about this photo is is the lighting you know outside of the jacket is is insane but (laughs) yeah the lighting it 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 gives you a whole whole lot right there so
1: yeah so the the concept was a bit of like the old school not gangster but like you know like that Mm -hmm. what do you call it like pool hall early 90s, 80s, pool hall vibe. You know, these cats that are, you know, basically hustlers are like drug dealers or like gangsters, you know, trying to get their shit situated. So we just had to make it feel really nice and moody. But the creative directors and, you know, the art directors from Gucci were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It was just a really, really hectic day. I underestimated the amount of help I was going to need. So I just ended up feeling a lot more than I thought (laughs) I was going to do hands on. Right. But essentially, you know, they just are really particular about what they want and the brand image. So imagine. it's like nitpicking, but it's also, you know, how they want to tell their story. Right,
0: right. And they so, earned that. You know,
1: it's, sorry?
0: Uh, I was saying they have earned that for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So just matching that with the uh, beast
1: audience and not making it too far-fetched and make it relatable was sort of the challenge there. But overall, the that shoot was looked at as like one of the like the best shoots that they had done that year so i was super excited about that and i did the retouching on that too it's so So. good it's so good it was it was a a a tough one
0: yeah well uh, you make it look easy because all of them are just like phenomenal photos so um thank you yeah but you know we
1: take about you take about 500 pictures and then use, like, two yeah, pictures. <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> exactly. And how long does it normally take you to edit? Let's say even this photo when you did the retouching, how long does something like that take?
1: It depends because, like, it's just, like, steps, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a color reference from, you know, the photographer or, you know, the art director, designer, whoever that we're working with. And then I try to match that or, you know, do something that's similar but make a stand on its own. Or sometimes I just have to, you know, creatively find a way to, you know, tell the story of the image and what's mm-hmm. happening by looking for different colorways and color palettes and I'm going to match it. So it depends for image. This is just like a simple cleanup. Sometimes it takes like 10 minutes, five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But I'm so obsessive with color that okay. sometimes it takes me like three days just to get. you know the colors that i'm looking for because i'll have five or ten different renditions of colors that i want to do and i always like to sleep on things and look at it the next day Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't always have that freedom but if i do then i'll you know wait on it over two three day span to see which ones are resonating the most and which ones are telling the story that i want to do with, i want to go with and then afterwards i end up you know going in and doing heavy cleanup and if i have to do composites then that's another Sometimes you can end up spending like about four to five hours just on one photo. One photo. Wow. And you have to do about eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. So it becomes boring and redundant after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it depends. It's in five minutes and like four to five hours sometimes.
0: <laughs> one photo. Sheesh. Yeah. It, that's, yeah, that's, a lot a lot
1: goes into image making.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm glad that you said image making because that to me really separates a photographer or a person that shoots photos takes photos from Uh an image maker it's like it's a whole nother level you know
1: absolutely a lot a lot goes into it so even my one a day an object a day Mm -hmm. series that I've been doing like during this quarantine time Uh still they still take a lot of time you know sometimes they look like oh we just take the picture and put it there but we spent like three hours just like (laughs) trying to dress the prop and trying to get the lighting right And then we spend another, like, hour just shooting and finding different options. And then we spend, like, another two, three hours getting the colors right and cleaning up everything and then trying to tell the story that we want. So even, like, that series that I'm doing at home, Mm -hmm. I could start at 12 and end at 6, you know, just for that one photo to put up. And it's all about quality and it's all about style and it's all about, you know, what you're trying to put out there. So for some people, it's it's shorter for some people it's longer for some people so sometimes it's easier sometimes it's harder
0: yeah yeah well I wanted to ask a question that will hopefully help someone I wanted you to give some advice to a freelancer freelance artist creative that is you know just just trying to make it you know they they have already been doing some projects they already kind of know you know, what it's like to be a freelancer, but they're trying to take that to the next level and possibly get some of these big brand clients, the hype beast, the rag and bone, you know, shoot some of these artists that you've worked with. What advice would you give them in order to get to that next level?
1: I would say be a value and be an asset and know how all the different components in your field work.
0: Right, that's good. Because
1: I think my value for anybody Mm -hmm. that I work with comes from the fact that I understand pre-production to Mm post-production. So it's like, I know the people, if I get a given job, I have people in my circle and I sort of pick out the people that I think are going to be right for that job. So whether it be like a system lighting designer or digitech tech Mm -hmm. or like whoever. And I also understand how the image is going to look or what it'll take in. Photoshop or whatever software and what way we can cut corners because sometimes you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out how to, you know, do something in a small scale, but make it look like you spent thousands of dollars on it and, and Photoshop, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Talk about it.
1: So yes. just knowing how all the parameters work around what you're doing would be very helpful and you become a, a, a huge asset. And I also think just being a good person and always going the extra mile. And caring about what you do too, you know just just be cool, be good, be, be nice and always follow up with people mm-hmm. and try to take things to the next level, like try to give always try to provide more value absolutely. to people absolutely in, a, in any given thing that you're doing so i I'd, I'd say those are the things that sort of have like helped me get to the next level, and I'm definitely not where I want to be. I still want to move up. But it's relationships and keeping up with people Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to like make new things and bring new ideas to life.
0: Right. Well, there it is. This is part two. There will probably be three and fours um, because I know you're still working. (laughs) And I definitely, um, you know, yeah, I want to keep up with you. And I want our audience to understand the the journey. You know what I mean? I don't want to just talk to you one time. We talk about all these great things and, you know, but I want to know what you're doing six months down the line. I want, you know, people to understand that, you know, there is ups and downs and, And you just keep moving. You keep pushing.
1: Absolutely. That's that's what it is. Thanks for having me again. I always enjoy talking to you.
0: Absolutely. I know. We're going to have to link. Hopefully, I'll be in New York soon. We were actually planning on coming up there for the summer. Uh, We're not sure how that's looking right now. Um, But, yeah, you already know I'm hitting you ASAP.
1: For sure, yes. And I'll let you know if I come down, too. I have some possible gigs that are may be looking good so okay. we'll see and they, they involve the fashion industry too so
0: nice
1: if it comes when we start working on it if and when then you know I'll definitely be down there and i will hit you up
0: absolutely let's do it always a pleasure thank you so much likewise i love you brother anytime
1: you. love you too Jay. talk bye. to you soon
0: bye, bye.